Topic, the podcast where I, Jessica Seely, talk about climate change for some reason. Uh, if you're tuning in because you saw hashtag climate change on Instagram or something and you're finding this randomly, I just want to let you know this isn't like a good podcast on climate change. This isn't uh, well-researched or well-produced. I'm just a um, floundering comedian uh, living in LA, who wants to process climate change, and uh, hopefully this podcast um, someday will uh, take wings and fly. But in the meantime, I'm having fun talking about climate change. Just kidding. Uh, as a comedian, I find it's important to find the least fun topics and make myself um, uh, the least digestible person on planet Earth. Um, so here we go. But in all seriousness, I uh, do want to talk, I want to normalize the conversation about climate change and somehow make it more approachable so that everyday people feel that they can kind of even broach it without having a huge meltdown. And uh, I want to look at creative ways that people are coping with it. Uh, 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 working towards uh, environmentalism and uh, just uh, see see what we find. Uh, in news with me, I did quit my day job uh, working for the Los Angeles Public Library, for which I am thrilled and uh, about to go on the road to um, open... Uh, for Steve Ranazisi at uh, Cobb's Comedy Club. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, traveling as a comedian. I don't know if traveling's okay anymore. It's probably not. Um, I, I think about that a, a lot as the, the carbon footprint uh, of a comedian on the road, flying, driving, all of that. Uh, what's What's the future of that? What's the deal? What's with this airline food? It's uh, killing the planet. Okay, so um, other news with me. Uh, I watched, uh, I've been feeling pretty pretty hopeful um, because I, (laughs) this is going to sound really dumb, but I am a really dumb millennial. I followed hashtag climate change on Instagram just to kind of look at the trends of uh, what people are talking about. I see a lot of push to go vegan, which is probably good. Um, and then there's a lot of people that are like, stop shaming people for what they eat when it's uh, the billionaires and the corporations that are doing all this stuff. And uh, I agree with that too. Uh, I think everything's good. Everything that I'm seeing is really good. I'm seeing the youth all over the world uh, protesting, uh, uh, it's called Fridays for Future and the, the climate strike thing. And the, these kids are going out of schools and uh, protesting every Friday around the world. And I think that is really neat. I'd like to go to one of those soon. 
Um, anyway, so this week uh, we have uh, Irene too. I interviewed her. It was just a fun chat. She's my friend. She uh, is really smart, and uh, I'm, I'm having a really fun time watching her grow as an artist and a person. And uh, uh, I guess listen to our interview. Um, so uh, she also has a show coming up, which we mentioned. So make sure to uh, look up Rest in Peace Irene in San Francisco, I think on May 17th. I think if I'm wrong, just listen to the whole thing. You'll hear it. Um, cool. Thanks for listening. Okay. It's happening. Happy Saturday. Hello and welcome to my guest today, Irene too. Hi, Jessica. Hello. The very funny, um, known you a while from the Bay Area. That is true. When I first met you, you were a student at UC Berkeley. Oh, don't remind me. And then somehow you went from that to comedy. I was doing comedy the whole time. The whole time you were at UC Berkeley? Yeah, I started before then. Oh, really? Yeah, I started, uh, I took some improv classes. I don't know why I just said that so weird. Improv classes when I was in high school. Because you were ashamed that you took improv classes? Yeah, maybe that's why. So it's you like stuttered a because flip. it's shameful? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I started by doing improv and then I did some stand-up and then I just kept doing it. Um, is this because of Ellen? Um, partially. I'm saying that because Irene's wearing an Ellen t- I t-shirt. I am wearing an Ellen t-shirt this right now. This isn't me just being like super homophobic. Like <laughs> what you like. She really does like Ellen. I, also, it's, I love Ellen. Like Ellen, if you're listening to this, please be my best friend. Yeah. Ellen listens to my podcast. That would be sick. She's like, I only listen to one podcast and it's Jessica's <laughs> podcast. That'd be strange. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, no, actually, the uh, the other reason is this girl told me I was funny when I was in high school that I had a crush on. I was like, I'm funny. So then I started taking comedy classes. I have a similar background. Really? Um, it actually, um, this girl that I wanted to be friends with in kindergarten oh. um, was like, you're so funny. And then that just never went away. That's that's. It was that's my it. first day of kindergarten. Oh, that's a very weird backstory. <laughs> well, I was pretending. Apparently, that's how you make female comedians: is you tell them that they're funny. I was pretending when, to yeah. be a monster, <laughs> and if you pretend to be a monster for twenty-five years, this is what happens: just become a comedian. <laughs> you become a monster. That too. Yes. Same thing. So, um, you stu- you studied Asian. <laughs> Asian American. I'm laughing because you're staring at the pile of papers that we have in here. The oh no, I, I it's I'm a sculpture. Trying not to burp. Oh okay. Into the microphone. Oh, I thought you were looking at our sculpture. No, I'm just drinking orange juice, and for some reason, it's making me burp. The acidity. Maybe. Too acidic. I can smell it from here. It's very orangey. It's just straight up it's oranges this, in my face. My, yeah. I, I actually am feeling it in my nostrils. Very, it's really far away from you it's, also. It's zesting it up in here. <laughs> wow. So you studied uh, Asian, the Asian American studies. Mm-hmm. I, had a kind of a, I had kind of a similar major. I, 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 I did uh, American cultural studies. Oh, yeah, that is similar. Yeah, it was 
Asian American studies, African American studies, Latin American studies, Native American studies. That's like ethnic studies, basically. Yeah, basically, pretty much some history, some literature, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Very uh, exciting for me to relearn all of America's history. Yeah, but like not just from that one perspective. Right, which was not really a perspective. Yeah, it's a... It's a narrative. (laughs) I think that my public school um, history lessons on America, I I mean, there's Christopher Columbus. Trail of Tears, which we're like, ooh, that was bad. I don't even think I learned about the Trail of Tears. Yeah. We definitely learned about it, but it was a little bit glossed over. Yeah. We learned about slavery, but it was pretty glossed over. I might have read like a... Slave narrative in high school. We did. We learned a lot about the Constitution, a lot about that. Yeah. And then that was kind of like, and then a lot about the wars, like World War One and World War Two. I feel like that was a eighteen twelve. Okay, sure. Eighteen twelve was in there. Yeah. I don't know what that war was about. I don't know either. to this day. I, I, did you take European history in high school too, like AP European history? No, I took a world history. But that's like similar. But we didn't have AP classes. I went to a small high school. Oh, gotcha. It wasn't uh, very fancy. I didn't have as fancy of an education as you, for sure. I still went to public school. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't go to... You went to UC Berkeley. You know what I mean? It was, for college. Uh, okay. That's a fancy college. Sure. Do you not feel uh, some pride? Um, honestly, not really. A bear? No, because I, I, really, I honestly really want to go to Stanford. The bears. The bears. The bears. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you you use that your um, uh, academic uh, experience in your comedic voice? Um, honestly, I feel like I should have taken a gap year before I went to college because I don't think I really appreciated college when I was there. I like know. the school part of it, you know? I feel the same way. And now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to go to pe- go, go back to college like now and be like, oh, I actually like want to learn this stuff instead of being like, well, I have to keep going to school and then get this paper. I'd be like, wow, this is different not on drugs. <laughs> but I, I didn't do drugs, but I just didn't appreciate it. Yeah, I just remember like towards the end I was saying, why do I have to write all these papers that I just then throw away? Totally. No one, it's just like... Just so you can learn. Cool it. You're like, just fucking learn. Yeah, I don't think you're I paying. Even, you're paying to I, learn. I don't think I even really read like 75% of the things I was yeah. supposed to read. So we could have done better, but we made it. For sure. Well, we're, we made it out and we're doing comedy. Little BAs. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if I really use a lot of stuff I learned in college in my stand-up. Like a little bit. You know, some of my jokes kind of are informed by things I learned in college, but... I don't know. I feel like college really was more like meeting people than school. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine also. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to read now. I'm like reading all the stuff that I didn't read when I was in college. What are you reading? Well, I'm currently just reading self-help books. Oh, nice. I what? think I told you I was reading The the Four Agreements. Yeah, I saw Great that on your Instagram. Great book. I, I, I actually also just read that. Um, because, uh, my 12 step sponsor would, uh, talk about it sometimes. And, uh, what are the four agreements? They're, uh, be true to your word, 
Mm-hmm. Which be is impeccable ne- with your word. Be impeccable with your word, like Ned Stark style. You don't watch the Game of Thrones. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I literally have no reason to talk to you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> right now. You're just like... I heard it's very like rapey and like violent and I can't watch things like that. Yeah, that's why I stayed away from it for a long time. Yeah, that's, that's why I can't watch it. the dragons drew me in. I mean, I don't know if that's like a selling point enough for me to watch it. Uh, you're not a dragon girl? No. I mean, there's some dragons in Harry Potter, but it's not the main focus of that. Okay. Well, Ned Stark is like the I'm true to my word guy in the in that series. But he does get his head chopped off in the first season. Spoiler oh, okay. alert. <laughs> Most people know that by now. That's like step one. Ned is honest, and then he gets his head cut off. But So that's bad, is what we're saying? Well, there is like this thing in... Uh, okay, this theme in Game of Thrones is like, you can be honorable, but you might die because of it. Like, mm-hmm. the bad people tend to kind of survive longer in a way, unless they're too bad, unless they're like completely torturous, and then people, too many people want revenge. Right. Like, you'll, but... Uh, it's uh, it's very like how much you protect your own shit at the cost of everything else. That makes sense. Well, I um, I saw this thing. I think I posted on my Instagram story the other day that was like, it's a uh, do no harm, take no shit. And I feel like more like that than like you're nice to everybody or whatever. Right. You know, it's kind yeah. of more like, yeah, you're not going to be mean to anybody. But if somebody comes at you, you're going to fight back. Right. And more that. Right. Than like get my head chopped off. But Right. But then there's the other thing that's like like I will protect myself to the point where it's impop by well, maybe you, it's not that you're actively doing harm, but that you are um not helping because you're too um worried about protecting yourself. Mm. I.e., you know, like I will protect um my life and my lifestyle and my profits and um, my people over, like, the health of the planet. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think that's, like, one thing that's interesting about that show is, like, uh, uh, how, at what lengths uh, are you willing to go to protect yourself if that's actually necessary? And I think about that all the time. I'm like, okay, if shit goes down... Am I going to try to like share all my shit with people or am I going to have to hoard and then shoot anyone that comes near my um, cans of beans? Right. Which you will, you will have prepared. <laughs> I'm really afraid, honestly, when shit goes down because I have not stored anything. No. I'm going to be the beggar that's like, Jessica, please give me some of your food. Yeah. Well, then you got this Marie Kondo going around making everyone get rid of all their stuff. It's I like, know. maybe they'll need that stuff. Yeah. I'm actually trying to write a bit about that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm a little bit of a hoarder. I just have like random stuff in my house, but I'm like, hey, if the apocalypse comes, like maybe I'll need this random thing that I have. Like what's an example of one of those random things? Oh, I, don't, I have so much. I have a lot of like childhood toys, um, like all the essays I wrote in high school. Just That's what you'll of, need in the yeah, apocalypse know, are those two things. Yeah. You'll hug all your toys and read your papers yeah. again. <laughs> and then I'll trade that for food. Yeah. So speaking of the apocalypse, um, what do you, are, are you thinking that that kind of scenario is an actual possible reality in the near future? 
like an actual apocalypse? I like, think it's more like there's too many people on the planet. We're going to run out of resources or there's like a big natural disaster. Right. Not really like apocalypse per se. Yeah. I think it's just gonna be like, oh, there's a huge earthquake. And then we're all like, we don't know what to do. We have no food. So you don't think that all of the followers of Jesus are going to disappear and be lifted up into the heavens? Yeah, maybe not. It's still a possibility. Oh, wow. I didn't know this about you. <laughs> that you didn't, for some reason, literally believe in the rapture. Right, right. Because that, <laughs> that's what this is all about. I work at the library, and there's I'm the, all the Left Behind series are getting checked out all the time still. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's like literal apocalypse as brought to you by God. But I'm talking more about um, uh, just like, oops, we made too much plastic. <laughs> like, we don't know what to do with it. Oops. <laughs> well, the whales are dead. <laughs> yeah. Because. Um, well, what do you think is going to happen first? Like, what's the like big thing? Uh, I think you're, I think food shortage. Yeah. I think because of natural disasters like flooding and stuff like that and fires and, uh, I think that's the first thing. You know what I learned when I, I was briefly an environmental science major. Um, so I took AP and whatever the environmental science class was in high school. And then I was for one semester before I got too depressed by it. And I'm like, we're all going to die. I was like an environmental science major. And like the number one thing they always say, said in the book was just like to solve the problem is like there's just too many people on the planet. If there were less people, it would be fine. It's like stop having babies. Yeah. Everybody, you're being selfish. Your baby's not cute. Stop having them. Have you seen uh, the Infinity Wars? No. Okay. Now I'm going to do an Infinity Wars spoiler. It's but fine. This is I was never going to watch any of the things that you're going to tell me to watch. <laughs> This is the podcast where I tell Irene about every show she doesn't care about. Welcome. Um, So the Marvel Infinity Wars, not the new one. Don't worry, guys. The the one that came out a couple years ago that is now on Netflix. So if you need to go watch that before listening to this. Thanos is the villain. And his whole thing is he's trying to get enough power to make it so that half of the people in the universe will randomly disappear, like just turn to dust so that there will be enough resources for everyone and everyone can live peacefully. He's not wrong. <laughs> I listen, I love, <laughs> I love a villain that I am like, he has a point. Yeah, he has a point, you know, but you know, you have all these superheroes being like, you're so and then everyone's crying at the end of the movie. Cause they're watching all these people just like disappear. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, Thanos, you're crazy. But it's I'm like, like, I was like but is he a- crazy? <laughs> I want to say he's crazy. I mean, is it moral? Like, I don't know about that. I don't know. But this he's not big, crazy. There is this one scene where he pushes his his daughter and kills her. So okay, that, that's like maybe not So that good. he can obtain one of the Infinity Stones oh, to do this. I see. Yeah, there's a lot of moral uh, issues yeah. happening. But it's like... But if, I mean, as you, a concept, I'm like... Um, I know. I, lo- I love a villain that is like so evil, they're almost good again. Yeah. Like it kind of cycles back around. Ooh. You're like, he has a point. Yeah. And he's kind of chill. Like... Okay. I like I like a villain that seems like they're just logical. They've thought it out. Yeah. They're not like doing shit out of passionate psycho whatever. Just like oh, I'm gonna kill you because yeah. I'm evil. <laughs> it's just like this is what has to be done so that the universe can thrive. Right. Or we could all just do that ourselves and not 
have so many children. I guess. Yeah. So not we're not we're like not killing people. We're also not making too many more. Yeah. But uh, as you know, birth control is evil. Um, I think birth control is also killing us slowly as a society. Really? Um, yeah, like the pill is... This took a, this took a twist. Well, not, not that I'm against birth control. I don't... What take, about just condoms? I'm talking about just condoms. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about the pill. Yeah. Because um, it's like estrogen or whatever in the pill. Whatever it is in the pill, it like... You take it and then you actually pee it out. So then it goes into the water stream. Oh. And they actually can't filter it when they like clean oh, the water. So that's God. why all the fish get affected by all the birth control. So then oh, all the fish are weird. Wow. Yeah. That's why I, I'm like, uh, like no one really yeah. talks about that for birth control. Yeah. Well, it's affecting nature. The pill in general is definitely got some uh, shady history. Planned mm-hmm. Parenthood has some shady eugenics his, oh, history as well. Very right. I think it was the the lady that started Planned Parenthood was like, I don't think that like uh, black people should be allowed to have babies. Oh, so that's what the history is. <laughs> so let's have the pill. So yeah, it's definitely um, it. Do, it doesn't come to us with a clean, pristine. I have never taken the pill, but I have, I have taken a lot of Plan B. Which is the pill, just in oh yeah power form. Yeah, it's the the super pill. Yeah, but um, you know, there's all sorts of birth control options. But anyway, yeah. yeah so we've gotten ourselves into kind of a pickle, and uh, as a planet, and uh, you do joke about it off stage in a sort of sort of dark. Uh, we're all gonna die kind of manner sometimes. I'm, I'm kind of dark. Yeah, you kind of a little bit of a macabre kind of a. Uh, <laughs> Um, nihilistic streak of um, and and it can does. I, can I put that in my bio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, people come to my show if you call it that. Yes, uh, uh, and and you kind of, but then, but then sometimes you're also kind of uh, uh, happy-go-lucky at the same time. So you do have that sort of duality, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm kind of wondering how how do you actually feel on a day-to-day basis, just like as an existential human being? Um, I guess that's a good question. I feel like most days I am pretty happy or positive or, you know, I'm not like, not, I don't wake up every day. Like, Oh my God, I'm going to die like tomorrow or something. I don't think about that. Um, I just feel like in the back of my mind, it's like there. And then it's like the most intriguing thing to me. Cause a lot of people don't think about it. And that's why I like to make jokes about it. Yeah. Um, but usually like when I'm living my life, I'm just like, Trying to be all zen and peaceful. Yes. And, you know, well, now that you've life. read the four agreements. Now that I've read the four agreements, you're I'm completely changed. different. I'm completely a different person. Wow. I can tell. <laughs> That's crazy. Those agreements are it's pretty wild. Good. I love self help books. I do too. No, I think that self growth is very important. And yeah. uh, it's important to be happy. Um, but, uh, but there's also like clearly pressing issues that we're ignoring yeah. as a society. Yeah. I think it's like, the this like I think it's important to be happy and kind because it's like uh, that's that's like a, an important way for people to live and not fuck each other up, right? But at the same time, we're having to hold all this heavy shit within us. So I think that like trying to do that is like pushing us to like the next level of mm-hmm. like super people. Yeah, <laughs> being like we will deal with the end of the world with the four agreements intact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 
Right. So, um, but I, I, you know, uh, what do you, so what do you, you have this new show that you're making? Um, yeah, I'm doing this new show next month. I don't know when this episode comes out, but it's May 17th and 18th in San Francisco at Bindlesif Studio, which I've, where I've done a bunch of shows at. Um, and it's just like this new, it's sort of a solo show. It's kind of more like stand up and storytelling. It's like a, less punchlines, but it's still funny because that's what I like to do. Um, it's just a whole show about death, basically. Wow. And my extreme fear of death. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm still finishing writing the show, but it's been like, it really depressed me for a while because I really had to think about all my thoughts about death. And then I got kind of bummed. I was like freaking out. And then now I feel kind of good about it, you know? Wow. And I've written a lot of new material for it. So. Wow. I'm really excited cool. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Death. <laughs> well, you know, and the apocalypse and like, yeah. it's kind of like what we're talking about now. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. That's Just like, so- am I living? Am I like, you know, cause I, am kind of, you know me, I'm kind of like a boring person. I'm not, I don't really do anything super exciting like, I, you know I don't do drugs I don't drink like I'm kind of a boring person and then part of me is like oh should I be doing all these things you know like if I'm like on my deathbed and I haven't done all these things like have I lived or is it more like oh I already know myself that I don't want to do these things and I'm just I being th- me <clears throat> you know? well I could put my two cents in as someone who has uh drank and done drugs but then it, it's gone awry I don't think that someone who reaches for alcohol and drugs is like someone who knows how to live. I'm not saying like it's not okay to try it and not like a part of life, but if you're really like reaching for those things, it's because you're like, I don't know how to live. (laughs) This is like, you know, because like I think we're all very repressed, you know, and talks about that. Totally. talks about that in the four agreements that we're kind of, you know, we've kind of been put to sleep by our domestic training. Mm -hmm. You know, people saying, no, you got to be shitty and put your shit in the bank and be boring and fucking die inside and then walk around. Yeah. So I think people are living like that and then they're like, oh, fuck, so I've got to live. So then they like try to silence that with uh, drugs. But uh, uh, that is kind of messy because um, of the way that uh, they destroy your brain and make you crazy sometimes. Um, Not that there aren't people that like spiritually do psychedelics and stuff. And I think that that is really cool if you're like a normal person that isn't going to take that to dark places. But that's why I'm saying like, should I be doing psychedelics? Oh yeah. Yeah. Psychedelics might, might kind of be a different thing. Um, I think you could try it. I think you could try an LSD or something. But I'm also like, I'm afraid of dying. So I'm like, what if I take LSD and then I die? You know, I have a Then take mushrooms. Okay. Well, what if I ate a mushroom and I died? I have a fear of dying and you know, I have a weak constitution right so i would be the person that would take a mushroom and then die hmm. have you smoked so, weed i i kind of tried it one time in college and then i they didn't do anything and then i was like this i'm not doing this right well there are lots of other ways to um you know like there's like different kinds of meditation and stuff and like that that can kind of take you to different psychological states so uh, trying stuff like that uh, could be cool uh, if you're afraid that mushrooms. Will. I'm just, I'm just saying that drugs are not the only option. To, oh, I, I to, know, yeah. But uh, but part of me is like, oh, you know, because like you know, people have a bucket list when they die, and I'm like, man, my bucket list is very long. Then I have not mm. done a lot of things. Oh, what else is on it? So may, I I will say I don't want to like 
I since this is going to be on record, I'm going to feel really bad if you do do this and die. But I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure having a mushroom won't kill you. Like one mushroom. Yeah. Mm. Just like take a low dose and then like and make then sure you've take eat. a low dose in the hospital. Make sure you've. <laughs> I don't know. I have never heard of someone taking a mushroom and it killing them. But it's it's funny that you say that because my science teacher in um, middle school, his name was Dr. Bloom. We called him Dr. Evil because he looked like Dr. Evil. And oh my uh, God. he, you know, he had a crush on my mom. He would always hug her too what? long. And that's like probably oh, the only weird. reason that he didn't fail me. And then my oh, mom was no. like, I was trying to help you, but then your teacher hugged me too long. Oh, anyway, no. But his, his, you know, how every teacher has their don't do drugs talk. Uh-huh. His talk was he told the story of... Um, a guy that he knew that died because someone threw a paper airplane and it hit him on this part of the forehead where he had some kind of, I don't know what was happening, aneurysm, or he had some sort of spot on his head that this paper airplane touched his forehead and it just killed him. So he was like, don't do drugs because, you know, you never know. Could be like a... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) See, that would be me. I don't know. I, you know what I mean. But th- but then it's like just going out. I mean, you could get hit by a car. It's true. It's like you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna go to that length, I mean, definitely don't do meth. There's no <laughs> reason to do meth. Meth is not a spiritually positive thing. I, you know, if you've seen people on meth, it doesn't it doesn't seem like they feel serene. Mm. But you know. Um, uh, so, okay, so you're going to take a mushroom. What else is on your bucket list before you die and climate change destroys us all? Um, I, th- I mentioned this. Uh, I'm sort of like doing this in my stand-up or whatever, but I might not do it anymore. But I, I've never asked anyone on a date before that I wasn't already dating. What? I know. It's crazy, right? Interesting. Like, apparently very afraid of rejection. Oh, wow. It is terrible. I will tell you that. See? <laughs> I'm not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's like every time you don't ask someone out, like 10 bisexuals date a man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you understand that that's like the problem in the queer community? (laughs) Or they end up dating the the big douchey asshole. Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. So you're telling me I'm supposed to be asking people on dates to save people from douchey assholes, basically? Yeah, because it seems like all the douchey assholes have confidence. But what if Irene just had confidence? That's true. And it okay, and and it's like okay. You know, this is the only argument so far that I'm like, you know what? Good point. I'm telling you too, because it's also like if you if you're following the four agreements, okay, I'm just gonna throw that in there. Then you're already like secure enough with yourself that like someone else's thing isn't gonna fuck you up. A rejection won't fuck you up because you'll be like, I'm I'm now connected with my spiritual thing. You also, I mean? a, a very good argument. Yeah. So uh, okay, so you're gonna ask someone out on a date and take yeah. a mushroom in a hospital. Not or a, very near a hospital. I'm thinking the mushroom might need to be more like on a hill or something. But like there's a hospital proximity. I don't want to die. Okay. A hospital can be close. Yeah. But. Uh, or some kind of doctor paramedic. some kind of nature around. Okay. My God. <laughs> okay. And then you're going to ask someone out I mean, I don't want to be tripping like in the hospital with like all the fluorescent lights. How are you going to ask someone out? I don't know. It's going to be. I've never done it before. Excuse me. 
excuse me, ma'am. You're a cowboy. What? You're. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice. What is this, Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> that movie was tragic. Well, you know, it was good, though. Yeah, it was good, though. Oh, my God. Heath Ledger was, like, my one of my first crushes. He was very good in that movie. Oh, my God. No, you know what I liked him in is I liked him in The Patriot. Oh, I didn't watch that either. And uh, this is when I'm, like, 11, 12, and uh, also A Knight's Tale. I didn't watch that either, although I think Third Eye Blind has a song in that movie. Yeah. You would like it. You would like a night's tale. <laughs> Wait, did you actually? It's got, it's got like mo- it's got like rock and roll in a so in a. They they do have a song in the movie, right? Con- yeah, yeah, they do. That's so funny. And uh, Heath, I had a picture of Heath Ledger on my mirror, and before I would go to bed, I would just like put on my like training bra, and then look at myself in the mirror and be like, "What do you think, Heath? Do you like my bra?" Okay. This is my bra. (laughs) Yeah. You've never told me this before. Well, I wonder why, (laughs) Irene. (laughs) But yeah, he had a very unique bone structure. That's true. He had a very unique face. Very handsome. But anyway, so... Didn't he die from drugs? I'm kind of unclear. It's kind of unclear. Some people say the Joker role killed him. Okay. And it was too dark, and then he just slipped slipped into the darkness. I feel like I remember it was drugs. Yeah, but, you know, psychologically, mm. he was the Joker was yeah. overtaking him. That's fair. And then there was that shooting at when the Dark Knight was playing. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. That, that movie kind of had a lot of... Uh, a lot of bad mojo. Evil. Yeah. It was kind of an evil movie. It was good, though. It was good. I liked it. It was yeah, a good exactly. movie. Exactly. It was really good. Yes. Anyway. So, um, yeah. So, you've got this show on death. And uh, do you talk about uh, climate climate change? Um, Not a lot yet. I want to at some point, like in my stand-up and stuff. But I haven't, I haven't really written anything that I thought was funny about it. Yeah. Because it just seems kind of tragic right now. Yeah. And also the thing is like, I feel like climate change, it was like hot in the 2000s. Like that was what everyone was like, oh my God, climate change. And now it's like over, you know, like it's not like something that people think about or talk about a lot. You know what I mean? Interesting. You know, like when Al Gore did the whole inconvenient truth and all that stuff, like in the like late nineties, early 2000s, like climate change, people like cared about it. And now everyone was like, yeah, we're still here. I think it peaked too early. You know what I mean? I would have to disagree because I think that when it when people were talking about it, that would have been the time to go. Oh, for that's it. true. That's true. But I, um, yeah, I don't know what the I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why we couldn't have just gone. I for think it. we somehow we didn't latch onto it well enough when it was like hot, you know, and then somehow it just yeah, wasn't like, hot anymore. There's just like a PR person that messed up. I think that's really what it was. Like, what happened? I think there was, was like Leo a P- not hot enough. Like, oh, I think I heard something about how like PR people or like Republicans were trying to like be like it's global warming, and you know how they try to like turn it so I don't know oil companies could still make oil. And why are they so evil? 
I don't know. Like, really, where are they coming from with that? They really are just like, like I just want to do the same thing I've always done and make money. Like, really, what is happening? It's like, you're going to run out. The you thing know is, you, you, you could still make money, though. Yeah, but I think at la- maybe at some amount of wealth, you're just like, I need all the money. Like, something is, like, seriously wrong with you. Right. Because I feel like if I made a good amount of money, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, I don't need to be like, I need all the money in the world. But I think people like that rich, they just have nothing else that consumes them except for like, I need more money. Yeah. I guess I can relate to it on the, like, I need more drugs front. Yeah, I guess I feel like it's like an addiction. But like people, people definitely like when they see someone addicted to alcohol or drugs or something, they go like, oh, you have an addiction. But like an addiction to like wealth, like is like really celebrated. Like, yeah, exactly. I think maybe that's what the issue is. Everyone's just like, oh, that person's so rich. It's like, oh, actually that person clearly has a problem if they're that rich. Like they did bad things to bad people, right? right? Or bad things to people. Right. Not bad people. Because it's like Jeff Bezos is like a bajillionaire. It's like, but like, look at all the workers at Amazon. They're all like peeing into bottles because they're like afraid to like take a break. Yeah. It's like clearly there's something wrong. And yeah, yeah, everyone's like, but he's like a billionaire. It's like, yeah, but he's a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't think like, I don't know. I don't. I know enough about how hard it is to be happy to to know that being a billionaire won't fix me. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh, this is something. It's a mental thing. Yeah, yeah. Deeper. That's like, not this a is money like thing. not a money thing. Not that I don't want a little a, a little more money. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I, I do think it would be a little chill. To yeah, have... <laughs> to be like, oh, I don't have to worry about how much money I have and just live. Yeah, but to to want to be that rich and then, uh, you know, I Trump supporters. I was watching some thing on Trump supporters and. Like they were interviewing some Christian Trump supporters, and they were like, "How do you how do you think that he's like a Christian, or like what do you think God thinks about him saying he grabs women by the pussy and stuff like that?" And they were just like, "Clearly, God likes him. He's like got a fucking gold room." They didn't say it like that, oh, but like, but, but that's they were their like, take. He's, "He's rich, so therefore yeah. God likes him." Yeah, so crazy. God, that's God showing us that he's he's the one is, but because he's wow. got towers and shit. That's so weird. I know. People uh, with their, I don't, I don't understand. People are just <laughs> obsessed with like wealth. Yeah. It, it, it does seem like, uh, like that's kind of our, that's become our thing. And it's like, it, it also seems kind of like intertwined right now with this. If we're going to talk about Trump, he's like kind of intertwined with some sort of like racism, like mm-hmm. in some sort of like fundamentalism, which is just like, um, I'm just like, uh, I'm really confused why people are like so worried about immigration when like everything's literally on fire. I think part of the reason is because literally everything is on fire and people are just like, don't want to deal with that fact. So they're like, let's talk about immigration. You know, they're like, oh, do you you know what I mean? Some level they know something's wrong. So they're just like panicking in the the wrong direction. I think so. Yeah. 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 They're like, I think everyone knows that climate change is real. I like in the back of their mind. Yeah. But they're like freaking out about it, so then they kind of squash mm. it by like focusing There's on some other repression stuff. happening. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I hope this podcast does is like kind of release some of that uh, repression of it. But, yeah. But I feel like anytime you stop repressing something for a second, it feels yucky. Yes. At first. Yeah. For sure. Um, do you feel like you try to? Do you feel like you try to talk to people about it? Do you, do you are you able to have conversations with like friends and family? Like, are you like at a lunch with your manager and you're like, he's like, so what have you, what have you been thinking about? Just like, 
Oh, like just, you know, like dying and like, you know, like um, what's going to happen when like the chemistry of the ocean changes so that like air is not breathable. Um, No, I've never really done that. I I think I don't really feel comfortable doing that with people, but I try and, you know. Understandably. Yeah. Understandably. Like no one wants to hang out with a downer. Number one. You looked me in the eyes while you said that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I was, it was a projection from me. I'm kind of a downer a lot of the time. And I'm like, I don't want to be an extra downer. Uh, but, I, you know, I would rather do it on stage and have more time to think about what I want to say. Because, you know, when you talk mm-hmm. to people, it's, you don't necessarily have time to, like, do the research. So yeah. you're like, oh, I don't have facts to back it up. I also don't feel knowledgeable enough about certain things in climate change. And I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to back this up with. So it's hard to have that conversation with somebody. It's like, what's wrong? I'm like, well, the oceans are rising. I'm like, but I'm like, I don't exactly know anything else about it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's hard to wrap your head around. Um, But yeah, I actually am a downer and uh, no one actually really does hang out with me. And I I think it's interesting that you said that because... um, So I was not wrong. (laughs) No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I do think... uh, that like being a downer and then choosing like comedy is like a way out of that or a way to communicate is like a really uh interesting thing yeah because i want to do i want to talk about my downer feelings but like in a fun way so then i just try and do it on stage and make jokes or whatever one time after one of my shows someone came up to me and said uh oh my God, you're the most joyfully depressed person I've ever seen. <laughs> That's a great. And I was like, that is exactly, that's that yeah. weirdly exactly what I want to hear. Because um, I just want to bring, um, I want to show people all the joy that I experience uh, within my darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. And um, I hope, I really hope I can go to your show. And this It's will, okay if you can. I'll probably I, I do be, some of the I jokes I will be in the later. Bay, but uh, actually, but I, I don't know that I'll, um, uh, I, be available but i really hope that i well i'm sure you'll do it again but if you're listening to this podcast show again but i will really this is it for the death show only i think i'm only going to do the show itself because we're like staging it as a fake funeral so i'm only going to do that twice but i'll i think i'm going to take some of the material from the show into my stand-up okay well i hope i can go to the show it's called r.i.p irene it's called rest in peace irene. rest in peace irene although if you want to shorten it, it is r.i.p but if you want to google it and find the tickets you have to rest, type it. rest in, in peace, peace irene. irene yeah wow that's gonna be so cool and uh is there a, like a uh social media thing um yeah you can follow me on instagram and twitter i use instagram the most out of the Social medias, although honestly, social media sucks. I hate it. But um, I p- try and post some fun photos. It's uh, Irene underscore T-U, which is my last name. And I wish it was just my name as the handle, but somebody stole stole it and I can't get it back. So, oh my gosh. And they don't even use it. I hope one day you can get it back. I know. I'm like, how famous do I have to get for them to give me the handle? You know, I got my website back. Really? Did I how tell did you, you that? You, I know that you got it back, but I don't know how you got it back. Um, th- there's no story to it. Well, basically, I had the website, jessicaseely.com. Yeah. And then uh, it, I didn't renew it fast enough, so then I... Uh, got bought out by whatever a computer <laughs> like a bot of some a sort. bot that buys these things and uh tried to sell it back to me for 
two thousand dollars and no yeah and uh and then there was just like all it was all in japanese and it it was advertising some medicine about digestion and it had like all these cartoons that had like upset looking intestines oh my god it was actually like a lot better than my website (laughs) but i just found out that i i went to go show someone what it was now because it is kind of funny that it's like are you not shitting like i put it into google translator it's like (laughs) <laughs> is gas ruining your dates? Like stuff like that. And I was going to show someone and then I saw that it wasn't there. And then I was like, wow. So I just rebought it. Anyway, I hope that um, something miracle happens that you can get just your name. Cross my fingers. Cross your fingers. Follow Irene too on the social medias and go to her show, Rest in Peace Irene, um, and see everything she's talking about and doing. Uh, she's super fun. And uh, thanks for listening to Hot Topic. I don't know why I said it like that. That was so weird. Okay, bye. Oh, oh.